Oh, oh, we are pike in this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Y'all thought the audio wasn't going to work forever. Would have been a reasonable assumption. We're fucking back, baby. Welcome, Bike, to the channel. Welcome, Bike, to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is BDG Eat. Big dogs got to eat. And every Thursday, we are going to be setting my lineups. I'm going to look at every single one of my leagues, all my redraft leagues, all my dynasty leagues, and make my sit-start decisions fresh off the brainium. Okay? I haven't really looked at my lineups. Obviously, I know my teams and I know my lineups, but I haven't sat down, done the research, been like, do I want to start player A, B, or 3? And dove into why exactly. So you're basically getting an inside look at my brain. What happens every single Thursday we live stream this. So make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you've got noties on. And I don't mean nudies. I mean noties. So it lets you know when I go live. How are we? Hello, everybody. What up? What up? We bike like we never left, baby. So we're going to dive into a bunch of my leagues. The first thing that I want to do is win us a little bit of money, okay? Because Underdog has some beautiful over-under lines sitting there on the site for us to pay the mortgage with, okay? If you're not on Underdog yet, I literally don't know what you're doing, but you can get on there and get a $10 deposit match to play these over-unders. They've got completions, total yards, fantasy points, all that type of shit. Tonight, we've got a game which is going to be the worst game. Carolina versus Houston. Sam Darnold's been red hot. Christian McCaffrey in top three fantasy running back as usual. DJ Moore, absolute flames out the Dragons' mouth hole. The rest of the players stink. But that's for us to take advantage of. We've got Tyrod Taylor outs, which means Davis Mills is going to be in. When I'm looking at these over-unders, um, I don't really care for Darnold because this could turn into just an absolute ground show. Fireworks on the ground for Christian McCaffrey. That's a really high number right there with 142.5. So it is tough to get a get a grip on. Robbie Anderson, who knows? One big play can hit that. Terrace Marshall's been under 30 receiving yards in both of the first two games, uh, but they're playing Houston. So I'm just going to completely steer clear of the Carolina of the Carolina team. Okay, we're going to look at Houston. Here's the way I see this playing out. Davis Mills, 18 and a half completions. I'm going to go over because I think this is going to turn into a lot of garbage time. And I think this is going to be a team that gets a lot of pressure on Houston and a lot of pressure on Davis Mills. And I think it's going to lead to a lot of dump offs. I could see Ingram, Lindsey, and David Johnson combining for like nine or 10 catches and then Cooks five or six and then three or four sprinkled out to the other guy. So I'm going to go over 18 and a half completions for Davis Mills on this one. I will not take fantasy points because I could imagine like 17 of those are going to be dump offs for two yards. Mark Ingram, 41 and a half rushing yards. Philip Lindsay, 20 and a half rushing yards. Chris Conley, uh, we're going under on the receptions. He had one reception week one. He had two receptions last week. I'm just, it's, I, I know, I think Danny Amendola is out. They've got a couple players out, so I can understand why the two and a half looks a little bit enticing, but we're going to go under on the receptions. As for the running backs, we're going to go over on David Johnson's 39 and a half total yards. And they're going to try to establish the run. It's not going to be successful. Ingram getting a ton of carries back there. So, you know, we're going to steer clear of Ingram here on 41 and a half. I'm actually going to take the over on Philip Lindsay 20 and a half. So this is what we have. Davis Mills over 18 and a half. 
Chris Conley under two and a half receptions. David Johnson, 40 total yards. Philip Lindsay, 21 total yards. We are going to throw 10 bucks on it. And that pays out $100. Okay? $100. $10 went 100. This is the best part about underdog is the multiplier is beautiful. Okay? All you got to do is go download Underdog Fantasy. The app is the first link in the description of this video. And if you deposit $10 with the promo code BDGE, they're going to match it. So if you throw 10, they're going to throw 10 on top of that. You're going to have $20 into your account. So we could run it 20. Yeah, fuck it. Let's run it 20 to pay 200. And that's a slip. Bro, your picks must be from at least two teams. Oh, I went all Houston. Damn, they played me. All right. So you know what? We're going to take the uh, Chris Conley out because I don't feel really confident in that. And instead, we're going to go over on Terrace Marshall. Over 30 and a half receiving yards. I am an absolute fish. I am an absolute donkey right now going all overs on it but fuck it who wants to root for the under all right that's my pick that's my slip bunch of overs 20 to win 200 underdogfantasy.com use promo code bdge will get you ten dollars on top of your initial ten dollar deposit let's jump into my teams all right this is going to be a a a video in which you can basically recap my entire leagues and then see kind of where we're sitting at with everything all right so First league is the Thump and Thrash. Y'all watch the vlog, the New York City vlog, where we had 11 subscribers fly out. This is what that league is. In week one, I kind of have to recap two matchups. So I won in week one, I believe. Yeah, the Sleeper needs to work on their uh, their desktop app. So we won in week one. I believe we lost in week two. Yeah, just an absolute shit game in week two. Kamara, five points. Mixon, seven. Antonio Brown, two points. Goddard, 4.4. Not a good, not a good week for me there. Week three, we are playing against who do we got? Nikki Bax. We got the Canadian. All right, we're a pretty heavy favorite in this one. Let's take a look at the team. So we have Russ and Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. We're not starting Jared Goff over either of those guys. Kamara and Joe Mixon at running back. The only running backs we have on the bench are William, Damian Williams, and Carlos Hyde. I am looking to pick somebody up because Antonio Brown is on the COVID IR. Most of your guys' IR spots will let you throw Antonio Brown on there. And what I like to do is if I have a random guy that's going to be out, a lot of a lot of leagues that you play in, if a guy's out, they let you put him on the IR spot for just that week. What I would do is pick up a high upside running back. Pick up a backup running back. Pick up a, a running back that's going to um, go into a prominent role. Pick up a running back that's going to be like the number one waiver wire pickup if the guy in front of him gets hurt. So that could be you know, Damian Williams of the Bears, like I did. That could be Daryl Williams of KC. That could be Tony Jones of New Orleans. Like, I'll, you know, I'll just throw in. I think I put a a uh, waiver in for Tony Jones to process tomorrow morning. And I have Alvin Kamara, so that would be a nice little handcuff anyway. So if you have a guy that you could throw into the IR, I would just use that bench spot for a high upside player. Let's see. Kamara, Joe Mixon, Terry McLaurin, Julio Jones, Debo Samuel. The only decision I have to make this week is what I want to do at the tight end and the flex spot. So we're starting Terry for sure, even though he's probably going to get a lot of Tredavious White. Tell Heineken is just going to target him an absurd amount. Julio Jones coming off the big game. Uh, I just want to continue to keep that Tannehill Julio Jones stack in my lineup. Um, Tannehill will eventually pop off and Julio will do pretty well too. Question becomes, what do we do at tight end? We have the Giants, we have Dallas Goddard and Dallas. This will come down to Zach Ertz's status. He is in the COVID protocol. He's in the pro uh, COVID protocol, 
and um, if Zach Ertz is in the continues to be in the protocol, I will likely make this a lot tougher of a decision for me. What I want to do is I want to get Shepard into my lineup somehow. Shepard's been such a good player. This is only half PPR, so wide receivers don't really get that nice of a boost. But I want to get Shepard in. I'd probably throw him in over Goddard, even if Zach Ertz is out. Uh, this is a tight end premium league. That's why Kyle Pitts is projected to get 12.2 points. Kyle Pitts had a nice game last game. I think they're going to continue to target him. He's got 14 targets through two games, five for 73, which is nice. The New York Giants aren't great against the pass, obviously. So I kind of want to keep Pitts into the tight end role. It will become more of a decision if I want to throw Goddard or Pitts into the tight end role here, depending on what happens to Zach Ertz. If Zach Ertz plays, Shepard goes into the lineup for sure here. And we'll probably be the case regardless because Kenny Galladay is now being heavily monitored for the hip injury. Kenny Galladay might not play. If Kenny Galladay doesn't play, Sterling Shepard is a top 20 option this week against the Atlanta Falcons. So we'll keep Shepard in there for now. We'll start to reevaluate if Zach Ertz does get ruled out. But all if you if you test positive for COVID and you're asymptomatic, you need two tests 24 hours apart in order to be able to play. So both Antonio Brown and Zach Ertz are both guys that could end up hitting the uh, active roster for both of their teams. If we look at the matchup altogether, nothing that would scare me away from anything. Okay, so that'll probably be our roster for that league. E-Town get down. Snacks put an absolute beat down on me in week two. He threw up a 190 spot. I put up 142, which was it would it would have beat like six or seven teams in the league. So I'm not too worried about it. Right now we're sitting at fifth place. We have the fourth most points. Uh, a stinker of a week again because my running backs Gibson eight points, Joe Mixon seven points, um, Claypool eight points. Not a not a great showing all around. So we're looking at week three, and I picked up Sony Michelle. I picked up Rondell Moore for my bench. I'm kind of bad. I picked up Marvin Jones in swapping him for DJ Chark. So I DJ Chark swapped him for Marvin Jones. He seems to be the clear one there. You're obviously starting Tom Brady. Uh, the quarterback two spot. I mean, I I had Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's gone. I have Carson Wentz. He's also hurt. So I don't have a lot of leeway here. Uh, I tried to grab Teddy Bridgewater off the wire. Didn't work. Wasn't a good showing by me. We also have Fade the Public coming out tomorrow. So you guys will get a full recap on everything that happened in the town get down this week. Jason threw 16 on Teddy Bridgewater. I threw 12. Didn't get him. I threw 17 on Rondell Moore and literally not a fucking soul bit on this guy. You hate to see it. Should I pick up Deshaun Watson? I feel like I should, huh? Fuck. All right. Uh, well, I got Brady. I don't really have another choice, so I have to go with Jimmy G here. It is against Green Bay. I think this has the chance to turn into a shootout game. Let's look at the over-under or what the Green Bay-San Francisco game is for Sunday Night Football. Let's have a day. And if anyone wants to timestamp this, that would be fantastic. So the 49ers are three-point favorites in a 50-point over-under. So their team implied total is what? 26.5? 26.5. Packers, 23.5. That would equal out to 50. 
All right, so I feel okay about Jimmy G. He's throwing for fucking zero air yards, so I don't feel great about that, but it's okay when you have the yak gods that they got in 49er-ville over there. They also are extremely banged up at running back, so I don't know how their running backs see you know more than 25 to 30 carries. Uh, so I feel okay about Jimmy G. I feel a little bit better than the projections are giving him a little bit of uh, faith in. So I got Jimmy G. I got Tom Brady, at quarterback. Obviously, we're going Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon at running back. We'll keep Chase Edmonds in there at running back as well as my second flex. This is also a half PPR league tight end premium. TJ Hawkinson looking like a fucking razor sharp pick by yours truly. Uh, the questionable shit gets into play here at the wide receiver two spot. So I have Marvin Jones in there right now. You're obviously keeping Godwin in with Tom Brady. At wide receiver two, I have the choice of Marvin Jones, Ayuk, who obviously you can't put into your lineup right now, Chase Claypool, and Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore is exciting coming off the big game. Marvin Jones has been way more consistent, and they get to go against the Arizona Cardinals, who their cornerbacks, I couldn't name one of them, let alone fucking anyone on that entire uh I can't name anybody on the Cardinals defensive defensive back group right now, which is usually a good sign for you wanting to start your fantasy wide receivers. If you can't name who they're going against, you've probably got a starter in your hands. So we have Marvin Jones in there. Rondell Moore is still running as the fourth wide receiver in this offense. He is still running the fourth most routes and playing on the fourth most snaps behind D-Hop, Kirk, and A.J. Green. So until we actually see him leapfrog somebody, until we see Kirk take more outside snaps and Rondell Moore take more slot snaps in favor of A.J. Green, he's probably got to stay on your bench. What I would consider doing here, what I would consider doing here is if Deontay Johnson gets ruled out, it's going to be really hard for me not to put Chase Claypool in over Marvin Jones. That's the only uh, sit-start decision I am mulling over right now. I might even put Marvin Jones in over Chase Edmonds. It does look like LaVisca Chenault is going to play, so that, I guess, uh, makes the target the target funnel a little wider. It goes from a two-man two -man funnel to a six-man funnel. We used to rip those things bike in the day. That's what the Jacksonville Jaguars receiving group is looking like right now. And since it's a shitty... Uh, it's just a shitty funnel out there. You're throwing. You ever got? You guys ever had fucking beer thirty light? So here, here's my here's my breakdown when it comes to shitty beers. Keystone Light will always be number one. Keystone Light goaded. I've been working on a sponsorship for about four years. They're missing out on a huge opportunity here. We love Keystone Light. We love Bud Light as well. So it's like Bud Light is a whole tier above Keystone Light. We're talking about rankings. So you have like, in my opinion, you look at the tier of Keystone versus Natty versus Bush, right? You were like one of those three in high school and college. And then, you know, if you had like a rich parent that was paying for some of the beer or you guys think you're fan, like you just hit a big ass bet, right? You're, you're betting through like my bookie, you're in college and you found a, a sports book in Europe or some shit. And you and your boys hit, you did a bro bet. We we're all betting the same same game. You guys hit and won like $200 or some shit. That weekend, you might step up from Keystone to the next tier, which was Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light. You're a fucking sucker if you drink Miller Light. Coors Light's okay. Bud Light, numero uno there. So it's Bud Light, Keystone Light. And the worst piece of shit beer I've ever had was called Beer 30 Light. It literally just had Beer 30 Light on it. It was, it was purple. 
It was purple. And it tasted like straight up diarrhea. I remember me and my friends went on a camping trip once and we, we were young. We were probably seniors in high school and we went to stock up on beer, right? It was probably like 25 or 30 of us. So we wanted to get like 25 or 30, 30 packs. That's what they do in, in Jersey. They have thirties in New York. I know they got like 24s or 36s, whatever they had 30. So we racked up a bunch of thirties, got fucking racked and stacked, but we bought beer 30 light. And when I tell you it was, imp- when I tell you we stuck to tequila that weekend, no hyperbole. The only thing going through my veins that weekend was was tequila. You could, it was under. Actually, I could drink it right now because I, I'm still dealing with COVID. I can't taste or smell a fucking thing. I cannot taste or smell a, a thing, and I could chug that shit. You know, the only thing that could t- that could break me out of not tasting anything is beer thirty light. We'll put it that way. Okay, horrible. Um, I have no idea what I was talking about. What that had to do with anything. So basically, if so facto, we're waiting on some injury news. We're waiting on Deontay Johnson. We're waiting on LaVisca Chenault. If Deontay Johnson's out, I can't see a world where I don't put Chase Claypool into the game. I do want to see what the player profiler expects. Who's going to get a, oh boy. Don't want that. I want to see who's going to get with Claypool. Chidobi Awuzi. Okay, he's probably the best. Uh, cornerback here on the when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply it's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Cincinnati Bengals you have Mike Hilton you have Eli Apple okay so they're actually expecting I believe what's his face to sit I don't think they have Deontay Johnson right so Deontay Johnson is likely out when we go to Jacksonville LaVisca Chanel is projected to play he's supposed to get Byron Murphy doesn't fucking matter regardless um Awuzie's okay we like we like that matchup for Claypool a lot so we we want to you know the the somehow the somehow the Marvin Jones somehow the Marvin Jones dud game is coming okay and I don't want to bet that it's happening this week but I will put Chase Claypool over him most likely and then it becomes Marvin Jones or Chase Edmonds that's a that's a discussion for another time so we're sitting we're sitting right here on this for now Arizona defense at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville's offensive line has been a shit show. Chandler Jones is going to have another four sacks. I will, I, I will think about pivoting off of Arizona. If I see something I like, I really like the Raiders matchup, but Joe put seven bucks on them snacks, grab Carolina, which was a really, really sharp move, put six bucks on them. Let's look at the defensive waiver wire real quick. Let's see what we got here. So we have Baltimore at Detroit. 
I don't hate that, but Baltimore has not looked good on the defensive side of the ball. They did play Vegas and KC, who are both putting up a lot of points. Detroit's offensive line is pretty good, though, um, and they're putting up a lot of garbage time points as well. So I, I'm not really confident that this is a great matchup for Baltimore on the road in terms of streaming defenses. They are minus eight-point favorites. So according to my calculations and my formula, that is uh, something I would typically look at, right? We want home teams. We want teams that are favored in their games, right? We want teams that are going to win, and we want teams that are going to win big. So technically, Baltimore against Detroit as eight-point favorites is pretty sexy. Um, I probably should consider them more. How do you guys feel about Baltimore over Arizona? I do like Arizona also because they score so many points that they make the opposing team pass the ball a lot, right? And that's where fantasy points come from. When defenses are going and seems to pass the ball a lot, it leads to more sacks, it leads to more interceptions, it leads to more strip sacks and more touchdowns overall. So that's kind of why I like Arizona. You have Dallas versus Philly. I don't love that. New England versus New Orleans. I actually, I think that's a pretty sneaky good play because James Winston is going to throw like 74 interceptions. Let's see what the spread on these games are. Where's the Patriots game? Patriots are three-point favorites at home, 42 over under. Not great. Not great, Jimmy. Arizona, seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, 52-point over under. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been pretty fucking turnover prone, so I don't hate that either. We'll stick with Arizona for right now. I might swap that out for Baltimore, though. All right, so that's Etown get down, uh, pickled in fetal. This is a team. Oh, this is a team that I'm actually doing that I'm I'm in win now mode right now. So twelve teamer, fifth place. This is a crazy league setting. So this is uh, super flex. This is half PPR for running backs, full PPR for wide receivers, and one point five for tight ends. So having Christian McCaffrey. Travis Kelsey is a sexy duo when you have half PPR and then 1.5 for tight ends. So Darrell Henderson is dealing with his rib injury playing against Tampa Bay. He's pretty much unstartable. So I'm going to swap Damian Harrison there. This is also, I believe, 0.2 or 0.25 per carry. So Damian Harris gets a little boost there. So I'm going to have to figure out what I wanted to do at flex. Uh, And again, this is a dynasty league. So we have Rodgers and we have Burrow. Uh, I also have Mac Jones on the taxi squad. I'm not playing Mac Jones over Joe Burrow quite yet, so I'll leave him there. My running back situation is pretty ugly here. I do have Tyson Williams, who I kind of like, and I'm I'm going to throw him in right now over uh, Henderson. Since Goddard gets 1.5, if Ertz is ruled out, I will keep him in there. And since he is the uh, – any Thursday night games? Man, this is tough because I got – it's one PPR for – wide receivers. So the only one I'd be looking at right now is whether or not I want to play Robbie Anderson over Tyler Boyd. Robbie Anderson definitely gets the matchup against Houston, but I don't trust him much. Who do you guys like more? Tyler Boyd at Pittsburgh, full PPR, or Robbie Anderson at Houston tonight, Thursday night? I'm probably going to stick with Boyd. He's been like, he's been okay. I mean, he's getting his normal you know, whatever, seven targets or seven receptions he had against Chicago last week. I think that's probably about what we'll end up seeing at Pittsburgh. I'm not really too, too concerned about Pittsburgh's defense right now. They're banged up. Devin Bush, Joe Hayden, uh, TJ Watt are all banged up. And this team overall, their offense cannot have this offense. Your offense does not have 
uh, a lot of time of possession. Oh, oh. We've got a lot of different. We got Boyd, Boyd, Robbie, Boyd, Robbie, Robbie, Boyd, Boyd, Robbie, Boyd, Robbie, Boyd. Hang. Not good. You guys didn't help me at all. Dalvin Cook not at practice today. Is that true? Is that the truth? Um, we practiced yesterday, which is kind of weird. Let me select to look over some reports. All of my rankings, by the way, are up. All of my rankings are up right now. BDGE.store. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook is not practicing for the second straight day due to his ankle injury. Fuck. I thought he practiced yesterday. They said he practiced yesterday. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Well, I'm fucked in Newtown Get Down if that happens. If he misses this week. Shit. I have one share of Dalvin Cook, and this is why I didn't want to take him. All right, let's check back in on E-Town Get Down real quick to see who I would be starting. If Dalvin Cook is out, well, this is kind of, I guess, why I'm glad that I took so many fucking running backs. If Dalvin Cook's out, I could just throw Joe Mixon into the starting running back spot, and then I could start both Marvin Jones and Chase Claypool. Not ideal, obviously, whenever fucking Dalvin Cook got kicked out the kitchen. Oh, boy. All right, let's look at Fade the Fetal. This is a rebuilding team, so I'm not actually – somehow I got a dub in week one, but uh, this is not a team that I want to be winning anything. So this team is a, this team is a productive struggle right now. I'm not looking to win anything. I have three first-round picks for next year, um, ETN, Rashad Bateman, Irv Smith, all in the IR. The rest of my team is just very young, up-and-coming players who will be fine for next year. So don't even worry about that team. What it do, Dynasty – uh, this is a dynasty league with like snacks, animal, Noah, Mike, Scott, all the fellers, all the BDG fellers. I am two and zero in fourth place right now. Let's look what we got to do here. So my quarterbacks, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G. Yeah, we're going to stick with Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. Good matchups, both playing really well. DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders at running back. We have Chase Edmonds, and I believe the only other decision would be Melvin Gordon down here. And I'm definitely not playing Melvin Gordon over him, any of those guys. So we'll stick with these two at running back for sure. Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, the fucking Bash brothers. We're going to keep them at wide receiver. Darren Wallace is a tight end premium league, so he's pretty sexy at tight end. Then the other question becomes DJ Moore and uh and chase edmonds at flex so so again if the player is playing on thursday night you want to put them into the regular lineup spot keep that flex open in case one of these guys misses time you have a lot more or misses their game you have a lot more uh possibility a lot more options in the flex spot so we're gonna keep dj Moore in there for sure because he is uh just absolutely on fire he's the number one there in carolina so he's got to be in your lineup now uh, for Chase Edmonds and Julio Jones, the options would be Antonio Browns on COVID, Tim Patrick, questionable. He's not playing over either of those two guys. Jarvis Landry, okay, he's hurt. So there's no one else really to decide between. It's Brandon Cooks, Rob Gronkowski, because this is tight end premium. I'm not too confident in Rob Gronkowski at LA, especially when we have options like Chase Edmonds and Julio Jones. I could understand 
if Chase Edmonds wasn't going against Jacksonville, maybe throwing Rob Gronkowski in over Chase Edmonds. But I don't think, you know, tight end premium works when you're a high volume tight end. Uh, I don't think Gronkowski is going to see a ton of volume in this one. I could see another three to four catches, but that's not something that you go nuts in for tight end premium. Uh, we saw OJ Howard and Cameron Brate start to get a little bit more play time. I think we're going to continue to see that as the season progresses and the need Gronk to stay healthy. Brandon Cooks, Thursday nights. Uh, this is half PPR as well. I don't know, dude. You could say Brandon Cooks is like the number one there unquestioned, but I don't really want to test fucking Davis Mills, man. I really don't want to have someone relying on Davis Mills. It's not a good feeling. So I think I'm going to stick with what we have in the lineups right now. now if, if Chase Edmonds again just you know, rips off another like 10 point performance where he's getting 10 to 14 touches and he's not finding anywhere near the end zone. I'm going to start considering playing these, these flex wide receivers over chase Edmonds. Um, that's my only concern with this team right now, but let's see what our matchup looks looking like. We're playing against Chris. Who's got this absolute stinker of a team, James Robinson, Jacoby Myers, Evan Ingram. Actually, that could be low-key a nice stack, Ingram and Shepard, if Kenny Galladay gets ruled out. Should win that game. So now my concern goes to uh, Dalvin Cook. All right, those are my six team, my five teams on sleeper. We've got these top two are redraft. These bottom three are dynasty. One of them is a productive rebuild. Uh, we have one more team, and that is on Flea Flicker, and that is a dynasty team. Let's make this full screen for y'all so you can see a little bit better. Get my annoying ass face out of there. Uh, quarter. Yeah, this team is hurting at quarterback. This team's hurting all around because I sold the fucking house for Cam Akers and Deontay Johnson. Both of them are hurt right now. Uh, I also sold the house for Jerry Judy. He's also hurt right now. So this team is just not in a good place. Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. Those are the only two quarterbacks I have as options right now because Jacoby Brissett is not not getting into my fucking lineup. McCaffrey, Eckler, obviously auto starts. Terry kills an auto start, and then it goes downhill quick because, again, Deontay Johnson, Jerry Judy, Cam Akers are all on the IR or probably going to be out this week. So at one flex, we have Tyson Williams. So the other thing I'm going to be monitoring closely is Trey Sermon. So the San Francisco 49ers running back situation, actually, let me go full screen to talk some talk right now. Let me talk that talk to y'all. We have Jermichael Hasty dealing with a stinger, but he's now missing practice. So it tells you that there's something more going on with Jermichael Hasty than just the stinger. I would say he's 50-50 to suit up. They signed Jackie Patrick or whatever. I think I picked, uh, I picked him up in one or two of my leagues, but here's the way I'm going to play this. If Elijah Mitchell plays, you play him, right? He's the one. If Elijah Mitchell does not play and Trey Sermon plays, I feel pretty confident that Trey Sermon's gonna gonna get like 12 to 15 touches and he will be in my lineup. I will play Trey Sermon over JD McKissick if if um Elijah Mitchell's ruled out. Jamichael Hasey's already out. He's on the IR. So I will play Trey Sermon if Elijah Mitchell is out. If Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon are out, I don't know. You Patrick and Trenton Cannon are both desperate ass flex plays. I might play Jackie's Patrick over a guy like JD McKissick. This is a half PPR league, so that's the way I'm looking at it. So we're gonna throw. I'm, I mean, by default, I have to throw Cordell Patterson in here 
as a flex play because everyone else is fucking dead. I have Brian Edwards, Russell Gage, MVS. I might throw MVS in there and just I, I, I you know, you keep throwing him in your lineup. He's going to connect on a big play eventually. And San Fran, San Fran's weak spot, their Achilles heel is their cornerbacks and their outside coverage, which kind of lines up for MVS. So I'm going to think about throwing MVS in over JD. I don't want to play JD McKissick at all. It's the last thing I want to do. I'm hoping Elijah Mitchell's ruled out so I could just throw Trey Sermon in over JD McKissick and let them run for for. Let them run train, but I don't know right now. This team is just in shambles. This team is absolutely in shambles because I traded I traded so many players away that absolutely killed my depth. I could play uh, Terrace Marshall. That's that's true, I guess, but I don't want to do that. Who am I playing? Oh, boy. Snap's got a good team. I traded half of my fucking team to Snap. I had Joe Mixon. I had Terry McLaurin. I had, how is this dude? Oh, I think he traded away T. Higgins already. But I traded away Mixon, McLaurin, and T. Higgins to him. Hindsight. I mean, it was, it was for Christian McCaffrey. So hard to say that you regret it, but that would have been some nice depth right now. Sermon is not out of concussion protocol quite yet. Uh, he is progressing nicely. There's five stages of concussion protocol, so he should be fine. As long as he doesn't have a setback, he should be cleared to go for Sunday night. Elijah Mitchell, though, I believe he's still... Let's see what Elijah Mitchell's got going on. Still not playing. You guys are, are making me nervous. Forty ers initially called Elijah Mitchell's injury a stinger, but this is something a little more serious. The stinger indicates nerve damage in the neck shoulder area. Mitchell is likely dealing with a shoulder sprain of some sort, which can take longer to heal. So again, I would I would probably put it at fifty fifty for Elijah Mitchell to play. Herman looks like he's going to be out of the protocol soon. Could be the favorite to start. Yeah, dude, I I do think you should be starting Trey Sermon. If if he plays and Elijah Mitchell doesn't. That's what I'm thinking about right now. And again, if you don't even want to make your sit-start decisions, if you want me to make them for you, right here. The weekly rankings are up. Standard PPR, half PPR. BDGE.store forward slash community. You can sign up for a big dog or the goat membership where you get access directly to me. The GOAT membership gets you a private channel to, to me where it's guaranteed answers for you. Straight from my fingertips. Um, also, make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. It's going to be the first link in the description. I will pin it in the comment section. Play some over-unders with me. You know we hit over 18.5 completions for Davis Mills, over 39.5 yards for David Johnson, over 20.5 rushing yards for Philip Lindsay. can't believe I'm hitting overs on the Houston offense. Pathetic pathetic by me but if you want to fade me i would also do that and just take the under on everything but go to underdogfantasy.com link in the description download the app when you deposit 10 bucks on there to play with use the promo code bdge they're going to give you ten dollars on top of that to dominate okay free ten dollars with the promo code bdge that's all i got for y'all today thank you for joining me for this live stream tomorrow 
uh, we will be doing Fade the Public. I've got Ike editing it up right now. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Ike editing it up right now, so it's going to be a good episode for y'all. Uh, we've got a bunch of YouTube shorts dropping tonight as well, so make sure you're subscribed to the channel. When those get put up tonight, 5, 6, 7 p.m. Eastern time, yeet, yeet. I'm out of here. Love y'all. Hit thumbs up if you enjoyed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.